Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. You're probably already familiar with Vogue. You know, the publication that has given audiences an exclusive inside look at fashion and cultural moments for more than 100 years. You can expect no less from Vogue's podcast, The Run-Through with Vogue. Meet the influential people behind the scenes of fashion's greatest moments, from designers and creative directors to Vogue editors and the woman behind the infamous Vogue closet. Get inspired while listening to the creative processes of people like author Zadie Smith, fashion designer Tori Birch, and uh, recent star of the Super Bowl, Usher. Go beyond the pages of Vogue with The Run-Through, available wherever you get your podcasts. He is really cute. He's so cute. And tall. Is he cute or is he tall? He's both. Some people are both. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. It's all happening, Claire. The biggest, best Bachelorette reunion in Bachelorette history. And I think only, you know. Well, that's why it's the best and biggest. (laughs) It stands on its own, really. Uh, Yeah, it's a, a, a great way to get us ready for Bachelorette season 15, reuniting all of the Bachelorettes, except for two of them. We'll get to that. Um, So we are excited, though, to be back. We're back in the studio. Somehow, um, we have returned to our Monday night ritual of furiously taking notes. And we've also, you know, dug into the bios of these these very new, very white gentlemen that will be courting Hannah. Hannah Beast's 30 prey. Um... I like to think of it. I mean, we're going to get to the cast bio soon, but I think first we really have to dig into this special um, before I forget it because I've it's already been several it. days. <laughs> so we need to talk about this this reunion special, and then we're going to get into cast bios later on in the episode. I so, want to say that no reunion special should be more than an hour. Like this just – it's always an hour too long. But it's great because it means it gives us so much to talk about. It's true. I'm so so sorry, Nick and Sarah. (laughs) So sorry. Sarah thought we couldn't fill a half hour with this, but I'd venture to say that we could talk for at least an hour about the special. I think that was wishful thinking on Sarah's (laughs) part. Let's see what we can do. So let's do this. We open on a shot of members of Bachelor Nation scurrying into a tour bus. A real a real nightmare for me. Yeah, I know a lot of people uh, like us who cover the show professionally or semi-professionally were on Twitter like, where was my invite? And I was like, thank you for not inviting me. <laughs> I felt like a little... I do get carsick, so that's one thing. I'm not into tour buses. But also, I feel like you can just kind of... 
walk around L.A. and get a similar sort of experience. Like, none of this is a secret. I've never really understood tour buses in this way. Like, see where all the stuff in Sex and the City is. We know where it is. It's not like... You can like... just walk to Magnolia <laughs> and get a cupcake. And people do all the yeah. time. That's why the line is always so long. Um, but these people were very excited, understandably. Chris Harrison was there to guide them through some of the landmarks. You know, and he is a great tour guide. I will give him that. I mean, it's basically what he does. He's it a is. tour guide along the journey. Exactly. Of love. Of love, yeah. Um, and that some of the people seemed there for a similar journey, I will say. We got a lot of in-the-moment interviews with these uh, Bachelor Super fans. fans. Yes. Um, most of whom seemed to be there to express that they were so excited they had spent most of the day crying, <laughs> which is relatable. Um, except that I would extent. never be that excited to get on a bus. <laughs> I might be crying if I was trapped on a tour bus for an entire day with cameras in my face, though, just for reasons. a different reason. Uh, what was interesting to me about this tour was basically just the stuff from seasons that I had never watched, which— Yeah, that's actually fun. Yeah. Uh, I've, I only really started watching with Brad's second season, which was a strange place to start. So when we watched uh, clips from, like, Allie's season— that was new to me. Um, it was, they used to have crazy dates. They like tightrope. I was gonna say they, they used to have a lot more adventure dates. Like I remember when they would, you know, scale buildings and yeah, that kind of the the Ali Roberto really intense um, adrenaline dates. And I feel like they've scaled that back. Maybe it's yeah. a budget issue or a safety issue. Who knows? Um, I wonder also if the leads have gotten more. Reluctant to do it. Yeah, that's fair. But then I don't know. Wouldn't they just pick one of their backups? I don't know. Maybe they're in solidarity. Like none of us will tightrope between two buildings. It also reminded me these flashbacks that, uh, thankfully, we're getting a lot fewer women in bikinis do X. <gasps> yes. They were like, oh, yeah, let's check out some of these landmarks where we watched women in bikinis in the middle of L.A. Yeah, like tumble down, ski, tumble down a hill, riding tractors, riding tractors a, a whole host of horrors that um, thankfully these women do not seem to be subjected to anymore. Um, yeah, well, we're not going to see it this season because they never really do that to the guys. In well, the same of course way. not. Um, we run into Nick Vile at his one on one date, uh, like penthouse dinner location from his first date with Vanessa um, and basically just watch him have some one-on-one -on -one banter with some of the ladies and gentlemen. Um, I mean, a good sport that that Nick. he is when he when he's when he's up for it, he can be so charming and funny. And so that wasn't that wasn't the worst. Was fine. Um, I was just like this all it does feel like a lot of filler. Some of it was more fun to watch than other parts. I would have preferred but it, none of it was like necessary. Right. I would have preferred just flashbacks to seeing them like at a building talking to Nick. Like, I just don't care about seeing fan interaction. Yeah. It's I the mean, same way I felt about the live viewing party or whatever. Right. With, with the proposals. Like, I, I don't care. I'll, but it is fun to see, like, really old seasons. Yeah. Like, it's not that it's, like, I would love to be at a Bachelor viewing party full of fun people, but I don't get that experience from watching that That's what party. I mean. I'm, I don't have disdain for the actual thing, just as a viewer who's not there. There's it's no, like, narrative fun. to it. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, um Nick gives his rose to one of the young women. There are sparks. We'll see what happens with that. <laughs> um, 
we also throughout have these bachelorette secrets that the different bachelorettes um, confess in, in these little confessional shoots. They were less lame than I thought they were going to be. Some of them were <laughs> were pretty uh, lame. But, so, I mean, so Becca's is first, and she says that she and Garrett broke the bed during their overnight. Um, also, wasn't their bed, like, in a glamping tent or something? Yeah, they probably just <laughs> sat on the bed and <laughs> fell apart. She, and she was like, sorry, Mom. Um, I felt like I wanted an apology for that. I was like, I that gave me visuals that I just, I wish I didn't have. I mean, they're but both very them, attractive. Some so. of them, I mean, nevertheless, <laughs> um, some of them were, I mean, Rachel confessed that she fell asleep in the fantasy suite with Nick. Which, which she said. She said, I feel like, several times now on podcasts. Um JoJo projectile vomited on after her first rose ceremony. That That was a pretty good one. Yeah, she claims it was because of exhaustion. Hmm. I don't really think that people projectile vomit from exhaustion. Not That's just, just my... exhaustion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's a stressful night. You're drinking a lot of champagne. I And probably that. not eating and in a very tight dress. Um, Caitlin's secret is that she asked Becca if it was okay to date Jason, which is nice, I guess. And also not actually a secret from her season, but no. we'll accept it. Um. And I think it was Allie confessed that she, after she broke up with Roberto, Roberto, had a romantic evening. With Frank. Yeah. Who is the guy who, like, broke her heart when he left her season on his own. Did he leave before Fantasy Suites? I, I'm i not sure of the timing. I, it might have been. He was definitely top four. And I think people, you know— believe that he would have been I yeah think he would have been the winner so she got to explore yes. that and that's great Good for her um and then we get some glimpses into the lives of various bachelorettes um a lot of them have kids now either with um someone they met on the show or uh in ashley's case or in a lot of the other women's cases, just with someone else. Um, most of the early earlier season women um, have broken up with the people that they. Yeah, although uh, Deanna's is a good story because she um, she ended up marrying the identical twin of a guy who was on The Bachelorette. Yeah, on Jillian's season. Yeah, on Jillian's season, which is like a pretty. That's I always like those bachelor couplings that happen through kind of through the show, but not on the show. Yeah. It's fun. It gives us just a little yeah. a little hook into it's a little their something. story. Um Jillian uh mentions that Ed was cheating on her when she picked him. Um he is not a he's not a fan favorite. Jillian is adorable though. She is. And I she's really so, like her. I feel like she's the ultimate like girl next door bachelorette. She seems so normal. I really want to hang with her. And she's a TV host. She's she has a necklace line and a romper line. They all they have all some do. sort they of line. They all have now. some sort of line. I Caitlin mean, with, has a scrunchie line. Like there's just there's a way to have a line for are anything. expensive. I looked them up. They're like I'm like why am I going to pay like seventeen dollars for a scrunchie? I'm even if they're amazing. It's just I would pay I seventeen dollars for wine though. So I'm excited for her wine label. Uh, yeah, we will definitely sample her wine. <laughs> um, Emily has had a kid a year for the past wild three years. She so looks she very has happy. Four kids now. I um, loved the flashbacks we got from her season. Her season was so good. Like yeah. she just, she's a, like a, a pistol. Yeah. 
Um, and it's great. It is really nice to see all these people having the life that you very explicitly set out to get from The Bachelorette, which is either and or, you know, TV uh, host, TV host or uh, married fashion with kids. line and or married with kids. Like and a lot of them, them have, have both. both. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> and they're all just glowing, like very beautiful. Just. Yeah. A lot of them have gotten glow up since their season. Oh, which... I think pretty much all of them look even better now than they did on their seasons. It's, I think it's more common in the past few seasons that they get a major glow up before they become <laughs> The Bachelorette. But um, when you look back to earlier seasons before that kind of extensive like <laughs> procedural work <laughs> was widely available um, to to non-celebrities, you know, a lot of them have since really... Um, so they all look much more like of a piece now than they do when you look back at their seasons from different eras. Um and at this point in the tour, they're pulling up to a Neil Lane store, and we know what that means. We're going to see Neil Lane. <laughs> Thank God. Neil Lane, who we know doesn't watch The Bachelorette, but he always does a very con- convincing job of pretending that he knows what's going on. Yeah. Well, he knows he's on The Bachelorette, so that's all that matters. He knows his rings <laughs> are integral to The Bachelorette and yeah. The Bachelorette. He helps them find the ring that they actually want that expresses their feelings for the woman in question. Right. From, you know, three to five choices that he has pre-selected. Exactly. From his most (laughs) current line, one can only assume. Of course. It's a tie-in. And we get a tour of Bachelor Firsts. Um, I had forgotten Alex Mitchell's first kiss was during that, that gondola ride. That was sort of the reward for, like, winning a group date, basically. Yeah. Um, And they just make out on the gondola ride. That was the first Bachelor kiss. First Bachelor kiss. See, things like that are kind of fun to see. Yeah. Uh, And seeing, you know, a contestant who was on this very random show that had no history, had no precedent. And seeing her talk about that was was fun. We we get a check-in with, you know, Chris Bukowski. Never forget. Yeah, first person to be on the show six times. Um, he retired. He's still retired. I hope. Um, and Ben defends himself for being the first person to say I love you to He's two contestants. He's, in fact, very glad that he did this thing so glad. that really traumatized both JoJo and Lauren. Yeah, but it, it was honest for him, and that's what matters. Um, first Bachelor wedding, Trista's, of course. Um a lot there there was a lot of focus on the first time that a man cried on the show which i thought was kind of annoying it was really weird <laughs> it's not a different thing when men cry also, they just Jason cry like Mesnick women do crying is not different like that was the first sob like at what point does the cry i always thought it was sob? when you make a sound like a big gulping sound while oh, you're doing it oh that's true yeah that's just my well, personal I'm just saying, men crying required two firsts. <laughs> Women were just assumed I to be crying all the time. I taxonomizing crying, but that's because I do it all the time. And I think I it's just the same when men do it. Opp- opportunity taxonomy of crying. Right. I want to see the first time that a woman cried. On yeah, the show. same. Um, so the, a lot of the time is eaten up by these little montages, which personally I feel like could have been cut to make the show an hour long. But once I start thinking of things that I could have cut to make the show an hour long, suddenly I've it cut everything. everything. <laughs> None over. of it was necessary at all, <laughs> except perhaps if they wanted to have a reunion showing the actual reunion, which we got a little taste of later. 
Yeah. I personally kind of enjoyed these little mashups. I thought the Bachelor villain check-in was kind well, see, of this was, good, was, though, was cool. Because they actually checked in with these old villains to see whether they had been humbled by life, which is <laughs> which what I apparently a lot of them have been. Um, some of them were before my time. Um, but that was still fun. Even yeah. ones that I hadn't, that I, for seasons I hadn't seen. And the cool thing also is that while all of the women that were on the show a while ago seemed to look just light years better, the men all look significantly worse. Well, I'm going to disagree with you. I think that Wes, the country singer, looks better as a grizzled older man <laughs> than he did. He looks broken by life, but he was, did you see the? Did you see him when he was on the show? I mean, show? it wasn't good. It wasn't good. <laughs> but, like, I feel like you can age that into, like, a grizzled older man, and it it fits, you know? It it's It, it fit, but I just—he looked like life had been rough. I feel like sometimes that can be a good look. Um, I I thought that it, his his look on the show was sort of like greasy and like posturing, and then he he looked like he had just grown into sort of a handsome man who'd Would had we call like him a handsome. Uh, I I thought that he looked more handsome in the older. I thought he looked like thirty years older. <laughs> I mean, I I don't think that that is contradictory. I think you can look older and and also look handsome. Um, he's also found Jesus. Yes. So he, so he was on Jillian's season. Um, if, like me, you didn't watch it, his storyline, I guess, was that he just came on the show to promote his country music career. Uh, he even told other guys on the show that he had a girlfriend. And I wrote, he wasn't even cute. Like, I don't really no. get how he got so far with all of these uh, knocks against him. Um Finally, Jillian confronts him, sends him home. In the limo on the way out, he, like, lifts his glass of whiskey and says, first guy ever to make it to the top four of The Bachelorette with a girlfriend. (laughs) So he was not remorseful. Um, But he now has a construction company. He still plays music, but just for himself and for people, not not for for glory. Yeah, Um, which is why he's on the show again. (laughs) And uh, he's he's gone through some tough times. He was living out of his truck for a while, um, but he found Jesus and he has uh, a living now. And so he seems to feel like he's come out on the other side. And I kind of like to see yeah. where life had taken him. Oh, I mean, I loved this entire segment. Next, we, we see Justin from Allie's season. Um, and he was one who had a girlfriend. Yeah, a lot of guys. A with lot of guys with girlfriends. Uh, and he he's right. He's the one who ran away. Right. Oh, and they I, had to try to so chase I him down. I didn't see this. He so she <laughs> incredible sat down in front of all of the guys and said, "Justin, your girlfriend called me," and he just stood up and started walking as like, though they didn't have cameras to follow him. Walked out the door, like started searching for an exit, like walked <laughs> through like beds of ivy, like seemed to feel like he was trapped in some way, but maybe if he just kept walking at a slightly faster and faster rate that he could find a way out and never have to turn around and say anything to Allie. Um, he's also wearing a boot. so I guess Yeah, he, he had injured his foot, injured and his so foot. he wasn't moving very quickly. I mean, the whole scene is kind of incredible. And it's so weird. Poor Allie just keeps following him and saying the one phrase that was guaranteed to annoy me the most, which was, don't you want to handle this like a man? <laughs> I was like, clearly... The male response is not necessarily the most mature one. Um, And so he does not seem to have 
suffered at all um, after this. He seems to be pretty happy with his life. He is a bartender. Um, He had a wrestling career as rated R, but he is now retired from that. And there were a lot of there's a lot of B-roll of him like shaking up drinks while wearing a shiny vest and like posing for photos with fans. And apparently what fans took away from his time on the show is that he was a great person to sleep with, but not date, which he seems really happy with. (laughs) So he's like, that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, that's what I forced. That's the kind of future I foresee for a lot of Bachelor villains of this era. Uh, Next, we have Kalen, who just who I do remember very Mm -hmm. quickly. He called Ricky Emily's daughter baggage. Um, He seems to not have changed at all. He's still very rich and preppy and loves playing golf. He has a Uh, golden doodle named Bocce. Yeah, so he is single. He is single. Um, He leads a very simple life and prefers being alone, which we all know, like if you saw him on Bachelor in Paradise, Noam would go on a date with him and he had a very lovely afternoon on a date with himself. Yeah, Yeah. he really likes himself. So I'm glad that he's, you know, found happiness. Some people really do just need to be by themselves. (laughs) Like clearly he has the personality of someone who could never really think of having a stepchild as being a gift because it's just another person around taking away from your golfing and golden doodle time. Right. So I think he's better you know, living the life that yeah. he's supposed to be leading. Um, and David, I think, also from Jillian's season? I think so. Um, he was apparently just kind of a drunken mess on the season and kind of an abrasive dick. Um but now he has a beautiful wife who is who saved his, him. his counselor and therapist. I felt bad for his <laughs> wife. I was, like, she he, was literally wiping his tears as he wept on camera. And he seemed, you know, he he said, like, I used to, like, he grew up in a very kind of macho culture, it seems. And he was like, all I did was drink heavily and very was very into being this, like, hyper masculine alpha male and so that seems to have changed, which seems like a good thing. But uh, the entire catalyst was his wife, who he says is basically his therapist. Well, I actually thought the catalyst was seeing how he behaved on the show. Because oh, he talks ha- about okay, how, fair. how he was so revealing it was. Which to sometimes see. you need to see your darkest his moments wife on reality might not have been television. the catalyst. She's just the person She's who the maintenance. holds him together. Yeah. Um, so he quit drinking. He is now really into archery and Iron Man. Um, and, yeah, she's and like— he can cry, which I am thrill- thrilled for him. Yeah. It's a great feeling. I really hope that he also has a therapist. Um, who's, who's not his wife. Who's not his yeah, wife. Yeah, same. Um, so, yeah, a lot of different directions taken by our various villains. I assume some of the more recent villains would be hard to check in with because, like Chad, they're just basically in the same place in their life that they were. They're also still on re- going still on, on reality, reality shows, shows. Um, making enemies. Um, and the tour at this point pulls up at the Bachelor Mansion. Uh, everyone is weeping and, like, kissing the driveway. Um, fair. Um, he lets them into the mansion they get to all, you know, sit on the couches, pretend that they are contestants. Um, again, my nightmare. I never would want to be a contestant. Um, and this is when uh, he gathers the fans in the driveway to be witnesses to the first ever Bachelorette reunion. Woo! 
Oh, also, I skipped this. Rachel's bachelorette shower with all her closest friends who are all people from The Bachelorette. And Ali Fedadowski, which didn't really make sense. Um, but you know what? I'm glad Rachel is getting the glory she deserves. She yeah. and Brian seem genuinely happy. I loved her white fascinator. She looked fucking banging. Um, so we also yeah. saw a little peep into her relationship with Brian. He got her a handkerchief with an embroidered poem on it. <laughs> and she loved it. You know what? They're meant for each other. I just, I want Rachel to be the most happy. So Me too. That's all I care about. She seems very happy. They're getting married in August. So exciting. And, and we haven't had a bachelorette wedding in, in a while. Yeah, like a couple of years yeah. at least. We need we need, we need it. Constantly. Um, so the bachelorette reunion begins. Um, they keep emphasizing that they're finally all back together, but it is only 12 uh, out of the 14. Right. So Seasons Jen, two and, and Meredith. Meredith Phillips. And according to Reality Steve... I think Meredith said she wasn't even contacted. What? Which is really weird. That is really weird. Like, why would they want to skip right from Trista to, who was the next one? Um, Uh, Deanna? uh, Yeah. Yeah. She was four. It's just just odd. I don't know why you wouldn't want all of them. Yeah, it's very strange. And I remember when they did the Bachelor reunion or the Bachelor, you know, anniversary special, they couldn't get in touch with Alex Michelle. And so they just made it into a huge thing like Chris Harrison running around LA being like Alex where are you remember that it was so like this weird. comical thing that they couldn't get Alex on the show and then they were just like eh, I guess we don't need Meredith or Jen um, so it was great seeing them all lined up I had no idea Allie was so tall I knew Des was tall right and Allie some of them was... are, some of them are very short Jojo yeah. I think is very short Caitlin is quite short yeah, so you that, that's what I want to know about about yeah. these famous women is how tall are they in relation to each other? And I'm not kidding about that. It was very exciting. Um, everyone just, starts bowing to Trista. Very she is the way. fairy godmother of the Bachelorette. They're all just so glowy and beautiful. Yeah, it's a little overwhelming to see them all lined up, and also you know overwhelmingly white. Yeah, which we and knew, the, but the reunion is one of these very rare times that you see a lot of people on the on your screen who were not cast because they are extremely attractive because that's not why the fans are there. So it does create this contrast that you normally don't see, which is just like what most of us look like. And then like what a bachelorette with like veneers and like spray tan and, you know, carrot and straightened hair looks like. Um, It's humbling. Yeah. So they do a little mingle with all the fans and then, we see them all get together and talk. And I was sort of disappointed by this because they didn't show anything super substantive I know. of them actually talking to each other about the show. I mean, we saw them talking about, you know, which Bachelorette they love to watch. So we know that, like, Jillian was really excited to meet JoJo. And I'm – but, like, that's not I know. I would have loved to hear them <laughs> – get into the things that happen on their seasons a little bit more or, you know, the experience of being on an earlier yeah. season. Like, I just... Right. Like, which we hear them of, say, like, many times, like, no one else understands this experience except for us. Like, explain it. Explain it. <laughs> like, talk about it. It's like they put so much filler in this episode and then left only about five minutes. Sounds very the on most brand. Interesting very part. on brand for The Bachelor. Yeah. Uh, can we also talk about the fact that Des had a baby ten, ten weeks, weeks before? Ten weeks before. Jesus. 
hero. Yeah. Um, she didn't look like it. She is. She's so stunning. Yeah. Um, so Becca asked the women to tell Garrett to let her get a dog. I thought she had a dog. No. No. Maybe her, like someone. Maybe her family had a dog. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking of something else. Uh, and then all the women are just like, we can't wait for Hannah B. She's our sister. We're yes. We love her already. And uh, we do get a whole segment where Chris goes to Tuscaloosa to introduce us to Hannah B. I guess because we hadn't met her family since she didn't make it to hometown. Oh, right. That is very <laughs> uncommon. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we do. We see her home. Uh, so does she live with her fa- with her parents still? Unclear. I mean, she does have a room there that's full of stuff, but and she clearly still lives near her family. But it's also the case that on hometowns, they usually just take us to the family home. True. So who knows? Who knows what kind of decisions they made there? Um, Chris uh, looks through through her closet. It's full of stuff. I want to note that she is an interior decorator. But, you know what they say. Shoemaker's wives go barefoot. She's an interior decorator? Yeah. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I was doing – I read her uh, bio <laughs> while I was reading the cast bios. Uh, we've done our research, <laughs> folks. Um, she shows them the street where she had her homecoming parade. She was homecoming queen. Of course she was. Um, they talk about how she could be engaged before a football season starts, which had not crossed her <laughs> mind. Um, what a thrilling experience. <laughs> Um, he meets her dance teacher, um, the women who own a boutique where she used to model. Um, they see her dad, who grew up uh, very poor and lived out of his car for a while, and then asked for a job at a barber and built up from there. And now, like I guess, owns a salon. Her dad seemed really nice. Yeah, he had some good, some good gray hair. Yeah, very lustrous, yes. long. You can see uh, where, where Hannah gets her beautiful hair. Yeah, and he gives uh, Chris a haircut. Uh, he says he thinks that the reason she hasn't met the right man yet is because she knows what she wants. She's also 24 She's years tw- old. She just turned 24. But, you know, this really made me think about when I was 24 and I met uh, Greg and my dad's <laughs> – I love my dad so much. But, like, his response was basically, like, we were starting to worry you wouldn't meet anyone. Seriously? Yeah. Well, both my brothers met their like, – In college, right? In college. Yeah. Like, I think my dad had a very, like, college is the place where you'll meet someone who's, like, a good match for you. And then I just, like, didn't. Your dad is basically Princeton mom. And imagine – and, like, I – he's from New Jersey. Like, I was in New York. Imagine being from Alabama and you get out of college and you don't have a ring yet, you know? Like, it's even yeah. more that way in that culture. But it was very jarring. I was like, she's so young. Um, so he's very excited for her to go on the show, much like my dad was very excited when I started online dating. <laughs> um, preview, this... making out, crying. No one is even asking questions about her. There's a lot of really good dresses with high slits. I'm kind of excited for the, the oh, fashion. Yeah, she's going like, look great. Yeah, Carrie Fetman is really pulling out the stops for her. Um, um, yeah, some highlights. Demi and Katie in a van to surveil the guys. Someone's here for Hannah. If you're not here to find your wife, get the fuck out. I can take Hannah from you anytime I want. There's an ambulance. There's rugby. 
so her many... trust has been completely broken. This is going to be a season full of aggro dudes. Because they're all like 25. <laughs> 25, hopped up on like steroids, have just come off of their like college, you know, athletic careers. And you know what? I think it's time to talk about those guys. Oh, I'm so excited. Let's do it. But first, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with a lot on these aggro, aggro men. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well balanced. I feel full after and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 and use code LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI 50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Springtime vibes are in the air. And when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming, you probably want to smell the flowers, not the litter box. But thanks to Pretty Litter, you'll be able to smell those spring flowers all you want. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odors. It's ultra absorbent, it's lightweight, low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. 
Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat. And if all of that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. You'll never run out. You won't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space. And even better, you won't have to lug those huge tubs from the store to your car or the subway and into your house. Our producer Talon has been using Pretty Litter and he just raves about how great it is, how easy it is to scoop how much better it smells. I mean, the health monitor aspect gives so much peace of mind. He's a big fan, and we know that you will be too. Go to prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. prettylitter.com slash LTSI. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quinn's cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quinn's only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want 
the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. So as you may remember, ABC released the headshots of the cast months ago. They released, I think, 33 guys. And they've explicitly said that that was because of social media, like in case anything came out about any of these guys, that they could handle it ahead of time instead of having them accidentally ending up winning the show. I think it's smart. And I think it was a great idea. And, you know, they cast enough guys that they... They're going to have to cut some anyway. They cut three. They've never really had more than 30, I think. Maybe one more than 30 at some point if they had someone come in late. Yeah, I think they try to keep it to 30 max. Yeah. Um, So they end up with 30 guys. It looks like just sort of visually guessing about eight men of color. (sighs) Not great. Uh, I mean, better than it's been in many years in the past. But (sighs) um, so... There are some other stats, two Connors, so definitely a very white group, uh, two Lukes, two Tylers, and one Chasen. Chasen. A lot of these men have names that would just make me automatically swipe no on a dating app. Like, just purely judgmentally, I'd be like, I just don't belong with a Chasen. Yeah. And Tyler, for me, has some negative associations (laughs) from high school. Um, so, um, I mean, that, look, that's a no for me. You have to be discerning in, in some capacity. Yeah. Um, and professions, I didn't see any trainers this time. One guy who started a fitness company, but no, like, personal trainers. Instead, we have four salesmen, uh, two finance dudes, two pilots. Two pilots. Pilots are making a comeback. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and we have two white men who claim to be great rappers. Dear Lord, I hope we <laughs> never so have to hear any evidence of that. <laughs> um, only one of them claims to be a freestyle rapper, though, thankfully. Also, there are several men from the D.C. area, which is actually pretty rare because I always know when people are like from near where I grew up. And mm. there are like a few of them in this yeah. in this cast. I don't know. I feel like men who are into politics often just love southern girls. I don't know why that is, but it's something <laughs> I've noticed before. Um so let's start with the beginning. No A's, but we have a Brian. He's 30, math teacher, Louisville. Um he loves math so much. He loves it so much that he teaches it. That's crazy. It's so crazy. Um he It's like he loves math so much that he'll probably marry it, but first he has to teach it. <laughs> um he was born on Flag Day, so naturally it's his favorite holiday. Not naturally. Naturally. Um he's a pun and sarcasm enthusiast. That is a red flag on a dating profile to be honest. <laughs> like we all li- like sarcasm, but if you have to tell people in your profile that you love sarcasm, you probably love it too much. (laughs) Like, that's not a personality. Um, And he loves singing karaoke, specifically until he loses his voice. I'm going to say that I have a kind of positive feeling about Brian just because uh, teaching is such a uh, 
low reward financially job that I I do feel like it takes a certain moral fiber. I agree. He also seems like, you know, a hot teacher. And he's also 30, not 24. So he that's already yeah. like way up in my book. Yeah. Um and next we have Cam, also, also 30. 30. I mean, way too old for Hannah. Yeah. But um, but not for us to gawk at. So, <laughs> I appreciate that. He is a software salesman from Austin. Um, he's very competitive and is the self-proclaimed dance floor king. And this guy was introduced to us on After the Final Rose. Okay. I always find it hard to match them because they look so different in because their Because their headshots are just deeply unflattering. They're almost always – they look just very plasticky. Yeah. And he they, in particular looks like someone who could be really handsome but – does not look handsome in his photo, if right. that makes sense. No, it makes complete sense. And I'd say that that happens quite often with these, where they're almost always actually better looking in real life yeah. and on the show than they are in these stills. It's like I'm trying to see through the photo yeah. in front of me to see the bone structure beneath. Um, he, His favorite movie is The Notebook. Bad news, he is the freestyle rapper. I think he... Did he... I think he freestyle rapped oh, on right. the After the Final oh, Road. This no. is all coming back to me. It was bad. I blocked it It out. was bad. I did too. Um, he can also play the harmonica, quite a combination. The most important thing he looks for is good dental hygiene. The most important thing? Look, we've all seen Hannah's teeth, and he they came are good. to the right place. Yeah, they are very good. I mean— But is that the, but the most important thing? He's going to be spending thing? a lot of time in there, you know? Fair. you got to be excited to go in. <laughs> Their personality is secondary, et cetera. Compatibility, not important. Yeah, value systems. Who really cares? Um, her value system is roll tide. So <laughs> he definitely knows what's up with that. Uh, Chasen is our first pilot. Yes. And he's 27. Um, From Ann Arbor. He thinks that women always love a man in uniform. And uh, so he, I guess, because of that, that's probably not actually why. Probably not actually the reason. I, I really hope for his sake and all the training that that requires that that is not the reason. <laughs> he is, uh, refers to himself as the forever wingman, which I guess means that he uh, he's a pilot. is resentful that he hasn't found love yet. Um, and also because he's a pilot. Um, he loves watching The Bachelor and drinking cocktails with his mom, which I find very endearing. Um, he'd probably be doing a lot of stuff like that with Hannah. So that's good. He once bought a Tiffany necklace for a girlfriend, but she dumped him before he could give it to her, so he gave it to his sister instead. That's kind of sweet. I think that's very sweet. As a sister. As a sister of brothers, I think that's <laughs> sweet. Um, just like FYI, guys, I know you're very settled down, but if anything ever happens, if you ever have an I'm extra available Tiffany for necklace laying around. <laughs> um, and next is Connor J. He is 28. Um... Sales, sales manager, manager from Newport. Connor Beach. is actually the the son of like a an anchor woman. Oh, uh, really? From, from uh, I I looked this up. Um, from like a a medium or major TV market. I forgot to write it down. Um, and he is biracial, I think. Yeah. Um, despite the name Connor, well, it's great. Anyone can be named Connor. <laughs> um, Progress. He is. Seems like a, a nice, sort of more normal guy on the Bachelor end. He uh, he's is, traveled a lot. 
Yes. Um, he has been to 40 out of 50 states. His grandmother thinks he deserves a sexy woman who is ready to give her there grandkids. There were a lot of parents and grandparents mentioned in these bios that seem to be, like, insistent that whatever woman their, you know, family member ends up with needs to be, like, immediately ready to give birth. And also sexy. Well. Ideally. He went on the – he went to the right place for that because <laughs> – um, this is a professional hot people zone. And his biggest turnoff is a girl who gossips. So he would not, not like be us. us. <laughs> Bummer. Um, Damn. Next is Connor S. He is 24. We met him on After, after the, the Final Rose. He was adorable. He is really cute. He's so cute. And tall. Is he cute or is he tall? He's both. Some people are both. Some people are both. Some people are just tall and white. But he is an investment analyst. From Dallas. I don't know. I, I really liked him on After the Final Rose from what I remember. Um, he is a travel junkie who loves Justin Bieber and a former competitive swimmer. And This last one was weird. He doesn't speak Spanish, but he loves listening and dancing to Spanish songs in the clubs. <laughs> there were a lot of mentions of the club in these bios. This is a real knock against Connor Hudson for me. Uh, I really like him. I really want to know but, how that information right. came to be. In, like, did I they wonder, ask if he spoke like any foreign languages? Probably. And he was like, no, but I do love Spanish, Spanish music, dance music. Like, it's it's so weird. It's it's like if someone asks for a fun fact and you offer that, everyone would just be like, "What are you talking about? Why would why would that be a weird thing at all?" Um, so uh, he right. has also, an appreciation, I guess, for other dancing cultures. Dancing to Spanish to songs in Spanish in a club does not <laughs> is not like the way to make up for the fact that you don't speak Spanish. Um, maybe he's learning very slowly through music. He's going to learn only things that you say in Despacito. Pop songs. He, yeah. That's why he loves Justin Bieber. I learned a lot of Spanish from Despacito <laughs> because I I had to look it up to find out how dirty it was. It's filthy. <laughs> that song. I mean, I support it's it. It's very catchy. <laughs> um, but he is really looking to find someone to start a family. Um and he's also 24. Listen, some people want to start That's a family. That's true. It's fine. I shouldn't be so judgmental. Um, Darren is 25 and an IT consultant from Georgia. Southern guy. He w- is just a giant teddy bear, a former college athlete. Seems like probably football because he loves, he loves football. football. Um, and he loves a woman who can take charge. Maybe make a toast in honor of an occasion <laughs> without any help. He's also a globally ranked champion in Guitar Hero and uh, has a phobia of spiders. I think there are two, two men who are very scared of spiders. I mean, let's be realistic. Probably most of them are scared of spiders. <laughs> People just don't always want to talk about it. Um, he seems great. I like him yeah, so far. He's a nice smile. Um, next is Devin. Devin is 27 and a talent manager from California. And he has trouble finding love in Los Angeles because no one in L.A. wants anything serious. That's bullshit. I know I'm, I'm, many women who date in L.A. and that is bullshit. <laughs> I know. I'm always very skeptical of men who are like, no one here wants a relationship. And I'm like, mm, I'm like, you're a liar. I bet you're a you liar. could make it happen if yeah. you really wanted. Um, but he has been in three relationships, the shortest one being two years and the longest being five. So, Which means at a conservative estimate, he could have been continually in a relationship since he was, like, 17. 
Yeah, how is he having trouble finding love if he's been in three multi-year relationships? I mean, maybe he's been looking while he's still in a relationship. (laughs) He's like, this one's over, but I'd rather not be done with it until I find the next one. Um, But his actually, his advice for anyone who wants to find love is don't be a sleaze. Good advice. Um, And he has an eight-year-old stepbrother who's one of his best friends, along with Wills. Yeah. I mean, that's a plus. That is a plus. In my book. Me too. I Um, agree. Next, we have Dustin, who I just think he's – he just looks delightful. He looks like a person I'd want to hang out with. Did we meet him on After the we Final did. Rose? We did. We did meet him on After the Final Rose. He was very cute. He has, like, a nice little nose ring, which I like. Oh, yeah. Um, his his hair has a distinctive shape, which helped me recognize yeah. him. Usually, again, the photos are no help to me at he's all. He's 30. He's a real estate broker from Chicago. And he loves Netflix and chill. He's a passionate guy who loves Netflix and chill. So we know that it's being used. It's being used in that sense. You know, which is is a good thing. He's looking for a mature woman that his family will love. So Hannah seems like an interesting (laughs) choice. Um, And he needs his mom's approval. He's a single mom. He's the son of a single mom. He has a single mom. He has a single mom. That's what I was trying to say. (laughs) Um, <laughs> it and would be has, crazy if he was a single mom. He also has uh, an English bulldog named Sophia. Cute dog name. Um, he loves Tony Robbins, the motivational hmm. speaker. Oh, dear Lord. Uh, I mean, you always get a healthy uh, percentage of guys who are super into motor- motivational speakers. It's on very on brand for The Bachelorette. Um, and he uh, is great at Jenga. Hope to see that on the show. I could take him to a lot of beer halls and he would be great. I mean, that's important yeah. if you want someone that you'll be able to day drink with a lot. They need to exactly. be good at Jenga. Next, we have Dylan. He's 24 and a tech entrepreneur from San Diego. I want to talk about his company because I do I not don't understand, understand it. it. It's deeply confusing. He is the co-founder of a fitness company that allows people to work out while donating food to those in need. Does he? What does that mean? So my question is. <laughs> is he like running? Are you maybe running it's with like cans? You rent a bike and then you Ride the bike around distributing <laughs> packages of food left or and right. Or is it more of a thing where you, like, log fitness and then the company donates? Right. But then, certain... like, how does the I company don't make money? understand at all. It's deeply Or maybe unclear. it helps you, like, has a system that you can have your friends, like, pledge to donate when you hit a certain goal. I need more on this company. I, we're going to have to dig a little <laughs> deeper on that. He also loves driving his boat, scuba diving, and cooking up a big meal. Uh, most of his friends are women. That is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It, well, it could be. I think it's more common I, when men are younger because there, there are, are some men who, once they have a serious relationship, will no longer have a lot of female friends. But yes, that's I hope he's dedicated to them because I do friendship too. is forever. Friendship is great. Um, his favorite sport is basketball. And he has two tattoos, a they, palm tree on his ankle and a heart with roses on his chest. Oh, God. I love tattoos, Emma. You're not going to turn I me love, off. I like tattoos also, but just these don't sound that sexy. I I, I, I want to see them in person before <laughs> I judge. The palm tree is cute. Um, the other one's for his mom and dad. How can you criticize that? I just... It's just not my style. Maybe it'll be, you know, I'll I'll have to reserve judgment. What if it's a beautiful line work tattoo? Then I'll get on board if it's very delicate. I knew there was a way to get you on board with that. Okay. Garrett is 27 and a golf pro from Birmingham, I feel like I feel like Hannah's going to like this one. 
He just looks like a person who would she would date. He does also look a lot like Dean. I, okay, I was gonna say Garrett. Really? Maybe. Oh, he kind of looks like a mix between Garrett and Dean. Yeah. But like, I was thinking of Garrett obviously because his name is also Garrett. Right. But his facial features have Dean-like quality to them. Yeah. If, if Dean was from the South and preppy rather than like a sort of like hipster Southern California surfer vibe. Yeah. Um, he does seem like a good match for Hannah. He, he loves, loves going to church. Loves going to church and drinking beers with his friends. And Garrett's sister-in-law signed him up because she thinks that he and Hannah are like kismet. I mean, um, I see it. <laughs> and he once snuck into a Mississippi State, uh, not a Mississippi, he snuck into the football stadium at Mississippi State and made out with his girlfriend on the 50-yard line. This is like a kind of thing that dudes are into that I don't super understand. Uh, yeah, I was like, this does nothing They're for like, me. I really need to unite my love for Mississippi State with my with- love for making out with my girlfriend. <laughs> they need to be in the same place. At the same time. But also, like, the thrill of, like, I can get her to make out with me in a public place where we might get in trouble. Yeah, again, just I feel nothing. I don't understand. Um, and he thinks the most romantic city in the world is Savannah, Georgia. Has this guy traveled a lot? I mean, Savannah is lovely, but... I'm I'm sure it is, but the most romantic city in the world? I, mean, I don't it's know. Just, it's hard to say until you visited all the cities. That's true. You have to do I your would research. Never, I would never Never dare. presume. <laughs> uh, Grant is 30 and unemployed. That is a it's harsh rough. <laughs> It's real rough. <laughs> wow. Especially because we know that like probably half of these people are, you know, semi-unemployed. <laughs> right. Like that's a real choice to call him unemployed. Right. Which means he's not going to be there very long. Probably not. Like, they're, they could definitely have called him, like, a former whatever sport no, he used to play. this was a choice. Um, they're like, this guy's a deadbeat. They call him the real life the dude. He loves white Russians and has no interest in hearing about your CrossFit workout plan. So they're basically just, like, this guy is, like, a burnout. like Who has complete disdain for, yeah. you know, you and your interests. He's being set up to be something of a villain. He considers himself to be romantic because he enjoys PDA. A lot of shade here from <laughs> from the bio composer. Um, he loves to impress ladies with his surprisingly good dance moves. And oh, is hoping his blunt realness. Blunt realness is not going to be a good thing. Whew. I mean, it almost Rough. makes me like him because he's being negged so hard by yeah. this bio. But, like, I probably won't actually like him. His biggest fashion regret is wearing fake earrings to his high school prom. That doesn't seem that bad. I mean, how many fashion regrets do most dudes really have? I don't know. They don't like, even we think live, about like, it enough to through have the regrets. era of Jinko jeans. I, know, I They weren't really a thing when I was in high school, even. In middle school, they were a thing. It was more middle school. Yeah, I never really knew anyone who had them. I'm just saying, he's from California. There were there was a lot of like bad skater culture. I feel like men fashion. just like sort of let that stuff go. They're just but like, the earrings did, are. He's probably like this feminized accessory. Yeah. Um, but he's not afraid of a dance off. Um, and he has a hard time believing that any young guy who comes on the Bachelorette is here for the right reasons, and he plans to call them out on it. Oh, so good. I can kind of see where this yeah, is going to go. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of age shaming uh, from Grant directed at the younger men. I really can't have another conversation <laughs> that includes the word age shaming. It makes me want to <laughs> die. Um, Hunter is 24 and a pro surfer. 
and he used to work for the World Surf League. But now he's pursuing his own surfing goals and has started a creative agency, whatever that means. Um, And he has been in two serious long-distance relationships, still lives at home with his parents, and loves to host bachelor viewing parties, presumably at his parents' home. So (laughs) um, next is Jed. He is 25 and a singer-songwriter. You've got to have the resident singer-songwriter from Nashville. (laughs) He has the appropriate scruff level. Oh, he looks exactly as you would imagine a 25-year-old singer-songwriter from Nashville <laughs> to look. Um, he, he even has the haircut that, like, all of the men on JoJo season had. Yeah. And a very squared-off head. Very, the top of his head is yes. very square. Um, I'm really interested to see what that looks like in, in person. In real life, yeah. Probably handsome. I mean. Probably. Uh, oh, his, this is another one of the white rappers. Yeah, he can rap Nicki Minaj's part and bottoms up flawlessly. Bold, bold claim. But he can also shoot a rubber band with freakish accuracy. But he has no talents <laughs> that are not utterly preternatural. He's like weirdly crazy good at everything he does. Um, he used to always express his feelings and vulnerability through his music, but he had a horrible breakup recently and has not been able to make music since. And maybe he just needs a new muse and maybe a beautiful story that could play out on national, on television. national television. I mean, that could really reawaken one's creativity. Yeah, maybe just in time You're to just like release get, an you, album. Yeah, you get in front of those cameras. <laughs> you You start to do a little bit of crying. Yeah. You're like, I've opened up. I was vulnerable. I gave my heart to Hannah. I guess it's time to and then you're like, hit I wanted, that sweet, sweet iTunes release. I wanted a little time with you tonight because ever since our last conversation, I've been feeling something again I haven't felt for a while. And it's the pulls desire out guitar, to promote an album. Pulls out a guitar. <laughs> I, I wrote this song for you. I mean, Waterworks. <laughs> All across the nation. So much to look forward Everyone's to. looking up his MySpace page. They're like, how can I get some more right. of this He's like, jams. one day I will be the Z-list country star <laughs> brought back on The, the Bachelor. The Z-list country star who like goes kind of alt-right on Twitter <laughs> and has to be blocked by Ashley Spivey. Um, oh, God. Jed's biggest fan is his little sister. And she thinks that he and Hannah are a perfect match like so many family members we see being cited throughout these bios. Joe. Another Joe from Chicago. Uh, who is also the king of a certain old-fashioned Family industry. business. <laughs> a box business. He's not as handsome as grocery store Joe, though. I mean, grocery store Joe was, like, He's extremely handsome. one of the most handsome people to ever go on yeah. <laughs> The Bachelor. Like, we can't all be grocery store Joe. But it is. Fun. it reminds me of the uh, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The Sausage King of Chicago. Yeah, like everyone from Chicago is just the, the king, king of, of some sort of specific industry. Grocery stores, sausages, boxes. He's Italian. Uh, he his older siblings have families, and but his parents want more grandchildren, so pressure's on. Uh, when he's not killing it in the family cardboard box business, he loves going to Vegas and club hopping. I wonder why he doesn't have those grandkids yet. Um, and he's great at gambling. This does not sound like my cup of tea, Oh, my personally. God. No, I'm sorry. Um, it doesn't if, really sound like Hannah's If Vegas vibe. is your favorite place in the world and you're a 30-year-old man, like, 
I don't want to hang out with you. Concerning. It's very concerning. He went four times in the last year alone. That's a, a, truly a nightmare. He once went streaking in college. This just feels mean. Joe's most complimented features are his eyebrows is a tidbit that is just, like, designed to get you to stare at his eyebrows <laughs> until they look weird. Like, I <laughs> hadn't noticed distinct. them before. And then as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, no, his eyebrows are bad. Oh, I think they're, I mean, they're probably they're well fine. Shaped. They're probably fine. I just have that reaction to that sort of statement. Where I'm just like, mm, I gotta figure out. It's like when you say a word too many times and then it sounds fake. Right. I mean, I'm sure they're very <laughs> nice in person. Now that's I can't all wait I can to meet see. his eyebrows. Except his very white, straight teeth are also on display. More and I don't more know. contestants are getting their veneers before they even go it's on. It's wise. The show. You gotta prepare. Get that Botox. Get that. You yeah. know, that glow up. Uh, Joey, 33. Is a finance manager from Bethesda, very close to where I grew up, 10 minutes away. I looked him up. Um, I believe that he is, in fact, a graduate of Georgetown Prep. Really? Yes, just him and Brett Kavanaugh. Wow. It's interesting. Something about his part, I think, makes me get a more, like, Jersey Shore vibe from him. I know. He does not. That's why I'm also wondering what he actually looks like because this photo is very weird. But yeah. I could see a version of this that would fit in with the guys that I knew who went to that school growing up in that, like, really weird broy culture. Yeah. Though he also seems to have done a lot of traveling. He he didn't, like, stay in the States. Yeah. He's lived in Australia, Hong Kong, and San Francisco. He loves yeah. adventures. Um, but now he's ready to have a house with a pool in the backyard, as everyone does when they settle down, um, <laughs> and a couple kids. Um, he has bungee jumped and skydived, but he's afraid of heights. So this presents a challenge to the Bachelor producers. Is he afraid enough of them to make for an interesting adrenaline date? Probably not. Or has not. he conquered his fear? I think he's already conquered his fear, so they wouldn't bother. Yeah. Um, he is currently relearning how to play the piano, and he loves... Taking Polaroid photos. Cool. Um, John Paul Jones. What a name. It's also uh, it his is job being, title. It is. <laughs> I know. He it turns he is a financial analyst, but they left out his profession completely. And they, they just listed John Paul Jones again. Yeah, it's very it, I assume it was an error, although, you know, no. being the whitest man alive no. could be a full-time profession. It was profession. not an error. The whole they, They're making so much hay out of his name. Look how many times they <laughs> used it in the bio. This is verbatim taken from the website. John Paul Jones That's is a financial true. analyst from Maryland who is here looking for the real deal. When John Paul Jones isn't daydreaming <laughs> about his future wedding, he enjoys traveling the world and contemplating the meaning of life. Could Hannah be John Paul Jones's future bride? When referring to John Paul Jones, always use, use his full name, John Paul Jones. <laughs> John Paul Jones's favorite drink is champagne. Of course it is. John Paul Jones rarely uses words that are less than three syllables long. See, th- yeah. this is a guy that I would expect to have gone to Georgetown Prep. Me too. He has a very, like, child of, of luxury and leisure vibe. He appears to be wearing a blazer. But I don't even know where Lanham, Lanham, Maryland is. I'm like, where? He has a kind of uh, floppy, light-colored hair like you would see on the... Oh, sort I of high class bully okay. in a period piece film. He looks like, yeah, just one of those classic like 80s villains. He's the whitest man alive. Yeah. His name is John Paul Jones. I mean, my God. He is like handsome in a way that I would be very scared of. 
He's handsome in a way that repels me. Right. I would be like, this person is not safe. <laughs> not like even like physically not safe, but I would just be like, he's probably mean or like. I would just, I'm just, it's, he's so like, the opposite of anything that I find compelling. <laughs> oh, I would just be like, this guy's not going to, not going to be nice to me. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I don't think we, we probably don't agree. I don't know. I would just assume we we don't agree on a lot of things. I do love champagne. We agree on champagne. We could get very drunk on champagne together. I also love using long words. You do. Uh, you know what? Maybe this is Maybe. the guy for me. I'm judging him based on appearances. And that's rude of us. And it's wrong. Um, Even though that's literally all we I have to go off of. I could be overlooking my soulmate. Uh, Jonathan is 27 and a server from Los Angeles. He loves to go out, but what he really enjoys is getting ready. Same. <laughs> Could make for a fun evening, just spend the whole evening getting ready, ready together. But this is another man who enjoys the club. Yes. Uh, but also basketball. And also church. Uh, he's looking, uh, he's a perfectionist. Hannah also seems to enjoy perfecting her appearance. This could be a good match. Uh, He's cute. Yeah. He has good teeth. He loves sparklers. Just a very classic fun fact. It doesn't, it's hardly even, like, we all like so many things that are supposed to be liked. Like, it's like, I like cupcakes. Well, yeah, you're supposed to like them. Like, most people kind of like them. I mean, sparklers are pretty. Right. They're designed to be enjoyable. I want to know how often he's breaking out the sparklers in what context. Right. He's just like. What makes this irrelevant Is his fact? apartment just, like, filled with sparklers? Like, any time there's an Seems event. Dangerous. He brings them. He's got the matches. He's like, I might light this on fire, but it'll be very festive. In that case, I could justify including it as a fact <laughs> on his bio. Otherwise, I'm like, I don't feel like this tells us much about him. No? You don't You don't I think don't. you get a really good idea of his character based on that? Uh, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to stand by that. Kevin is 27. He is a behavioral health specialist. Kevin's photo really caught my eye. It looks to me like he is the star of like a CBS procedural that has one of those twists that's like he solves crimes by using close-up magic, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like he's got that sort of like sort of handsome-ish, but like handsome also, enough. but also maybe not handsome in a way that doesn't look like a detective. It's like he's handsome-ish de- in a detective way. In a detective way. way. Oh my gosh. Right? That really nails it. <laughs> yeah, he has the like unusually bright bluish green eyes with the dark hair which is very handsome detective-y yeah uh, and that that just enough scruff yeah but like not too much it's like he's he has a job to do yeah exactly he's got he kind of big looks, eyes looks like he could be like a fake person superimposed yes <laughs> you know that's a big thing now they they can make fake people photos <laughs> <laughs> not fake but like there are sites where you can just generate CGI people who look yeah. like are photorealistic. Well, this man. And he could definitely he could be one that. of them. Uh, he's from Illinois and a small town guy, the ultimate family man. And he actually works with vets, helping them uh, deal with trauma. Which is, that's really cool. And yeah. That's like, yeah. And he also loves pumping iron at the gym. Well. His past yeah. relationships haven't worked out because he loves too hard, which to me sounds like a euphemism for something that, bad. Yeah, that makes me nervous. Uh, but again, the fact that he's some sort of mental health professional yes. seems seems like Promising. a positive. He loves Harry Potter, which sure, sure, 
he loves playing the piano, uh, which is nice. And I'm... he wants to travel, <laughs> but with one so very <laughs> odd caveat, he won't go anywhere that doesn't have a gym. Which That's... is cutting yourself off Seems from a limiting. lot of really good places to travel. Um, I've always been intrigued by people who pack their exercise clothes to 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 travel. Because I'm like, it takes up, you know, you have to put your, like, workout sneakers in your bag. It takes up a lot of space. It depends where I'm going. I will do it sometimes. I've never done it. It depends on the context. Uh, Luke P. is 24. This is a guy that we also saw come up a lot in the promo, and it seems like he's going to be the villain. Really? Yeah. He's the one that was getting, like, very aggro, and people were complaining about, but Hannah seems to really like how could he, wears, he like, possibly a giant, be a villain? He's like, a good Christian boy, an import-export well, right. manager from you know, Georgia. You just know that when you're a good Christian boy, you can't do anything wrong. He prides himself on being able to get along with anyone. Which means he definitely won't <laughs> be able to long. get along with anyone. He loves team sports. And he is now dating for marriage because of a religious awakening he had in college. Tim Tebow is his hero, Claire. He looks like Tim Tebow I is know, his hero. I know, and it's just... And that is not a good thing. I mean, did it sound like nothing. a compliment? Um, <laughs> nothing about his bio. Like, he seems exactly the kind of person that Hannah would be very into and that I would be repulsed by. I mean, I want Hannah to find the person who's right for her. Yes, of course. <laughs> but I am just very certain that we will share n- very little taste in men. Yeah. Um, he thinks for better or for worse means unconditional love. Um Sounds demanding. And he has a fear of having bad gas on a date. Men's worst date fears are so amusing to me. I know. There used to be a lot more of those in the bios. Well, that's because they used to do like the whole questionnaire. Well, not the whole thing. Not the whole thing, but more more highlights. Although Um, I thought this was an improvement on the bios that they did last year. Yeah, because they they didn't include like any fun facts. Any fun facts. So at least we have something to talk about. Uh, Luke S. is 29. I'd and say a the superior Luke. Political consultant from D.C. He is a fundraiser for Democratic candidates. Yes, we looked up where he works. And yeah. also apparently a part-time server. Yeah. Well, his bio says he is a tequila expert and entrepreneur, so I wonder if they were trying to, like, massage yeah. that a little bit. But it, it did seem kind of con- – I was a little confused by that because, like, a political fundraiser is not what I would think of as a job that you really need to supplement with. It's Serving. very confusing. Maybe he was doing contract work for, for them. But on his LinkedIn, it says he currently works for this firm. Yeah, like the so timeline is not super clear. But um, someone uh, did an interview with his like former boss at this Some bar. restaurant in D.C. And she was basically like, yeah, he's really handsome and great. But like I probably would pick someone else if I were on the show. <laughs> Which is a really <laughs> weird thing for your former boss. I mean, I guess they asked her. Yeah. And, like, I mean, realistically, if she would have picked him, you know, she that had the perfect weird, opportunity right. to date him when he worked for her. He looks a little <laughs> bit like Nick. Uh, yes. Apparently people uh, say that all the time. He does. It's like a more scrunched, smaller faced Nick. Yeah. Um, but, Narrow you know, job. I don't know. The fact that he raises money for Democratic candidates is <laughs> an unusual, unusual thing in this crop. He's looking for a, a Southern belle with a quirky personality and he someone with a thirst for knowledge who will challenge him. Uh, hmm. He once hit on Emily Ratajkowski. Ratajkowski and made her blush. Maybe she was just like, how do I get out of this? I mean, it doesn't seem like they went on a date, so that's probably the case. Right. 
Um, I'm sure Emily Ratajkowski is very used to being hit on by people that she has no interest in. Probably. You know, people are always like, oh, no one hits on the really hot girls because they're intimidated. And I don't think that's true. I suspect that people still (laughs) hit on them. Um, Especially if people tell them they look like Nick Vile. And they're like, yeah, I can get any model I want. Uh, Matt Donald is 26 and a medical device salesman from Los Gatos, California. He is old-fashioned. He loves to bring flowers to a girl on a first date and never again. Um, He loves spending time with his family and watching Alabama football. Well, roll tide. Yeah. Interesting choice since he's from California. Um, His brother and parents are deaf, and he grew up speaking sign language, which is pretty cool. That's really interesting. I I hope we get, like, a cool intro package for him and get to hear more about that. Yeah. Yeah. he loves salsa dancing. He is also afraid of spiders. And he says that he loves Hannah and hasn't even met her. That is weird. It's a lot. It's like love feels strong. Maybe he meant it in sort of like a, oh, oh I, I love, love her. Hannah. She's cool. Yeah, she seems really like chill. Yeah, or he's going to come in like way too intense. <laughs> and be like, I brought you flowers. <laughs> I'm in love with you. <laughs> um, Mateo, 25 is a management consultant from Atlanta. He grew up all over the world, living in places such as Austria and Kenya. That's interesting. Maybe yeah. from like a military so background. So his bio starts out interesting and then gets really concerning. Okay. Yeah, I should probably keep reading. He Oh my gosh. <laughs> this one. This one. He So first of all, he is trying to get a virtual reality startup off the ground, which interesting. Okay, everyone is right now. On the side, he is a sperm donor who has helped create 114 children. That's too many. (laughs) So, okay. I want to talk about this because we've actually gotten an email. We've gotten some emails from people. Like, apparently the community of um, of – there, there is, like, a, a strong community of children that were born from sperm donation. And there are a lot of ethical questions about yeah. things like this. And um, I saw an email from one woman who was, like, very upset by by this bio and was like, this is a very cavalier way to talk about this thing. The This is a lot of children being fathered by the same person that will not have the opportunity to actually have any meaningful ties with their siblings and could end up, you know— Dating someone that they are related to, that they're half siblings with without knowing, like 114, that just, it seems like a real problem that we allow that. It just, I thought we didn't. I, I thought there that, was like a, ma- a right, max I th- out way I think below that, that there are, that the laws aren't very uh, stringent around this right. stuff. And so there are actually a lot of medical ethics questions that. Um, exist in that space. And I'm, it's not the thing that I'm the most knowledgeable about, but it does feel worth pointing out that, like, this is a really weird thing to be, like, fun fact without any context. Um, right. Also, I wonder how it works logistically in terms of, like, you're usually donating to, a, like, a sperm bank near you, and they're presumably giving the sperm to families near them. Right, so are or they is just, there some sort of system to, like, send it out across the country? I have a lot of questions about that. But then this. again, if you send it out across the country, you, like, lower you lower the intensity of the pool, but then you also might meet someone from, you know, from Indiana and be like, oh, well, like, probably, what, what are the chances yeah. that we're related? I don't know what the right answer is here, but I do think that there should be a limit. Yeah. 
um, that is below that because, oh, my God. Um, and he can chug a gallon of milk in 10 seconds. So what a guy. Also, I was confused by the fact that he said if he could have any job in the world, he would be a firefighter. But he doesn't ha- seem to have ever tried he to be like, a firefighter. He just, like, could be a firefighter. Yeah, like, you could do that. You could be a firefighter. Right. I don't. I don't get it. I mean, listen, it's probably harder than being a management consultant, to be fair. True. Um, his first item on his bucket list is take someone to How a ball in a first? castle. It's everything about this bio is really confusing to me. I mean, I that just feels like something that he wrote on his bio so that they would send him to like a really opulent date. Yeah. Um, but we'll see if. We'll see how his uh, extremely weird medical icebreaker goes. Maybe he won't get the chance. Uh, Matthew, 23, is a car bid spotter, a is younger he the young- man. Is he the youngest guy? I think so. I definitely don't, didn't yeah, see I any 22-year-olds. Yeah, I think he's the youngest. Um, he is from Newport Beach, California. I think the second one from Newport Beach. And his family business is auctioneering, mainly of automobiles. But he's also getting a real estate license, and he has a lot of tattoos all over his body. His body is an art gallery, mm-hmm. not a temple, Claire. An art gallery. I don't really see why being a temple doesn't means that you can't get a tattoo. Like, there's art in various religious houses of worship. I agree. It doesn't actually make sense. Yeah. It's just something that people say to make you feel bad about your choices. Uh, people like my... 10th grade morality teacher, for example. (laughs) Um, He enjoys exercising and golfing, which, as we all know, are two separate activities. And his three-year-old sister is his favorite person. His family is an auction, like an auction family, but but also also has a winery. (laughs) Yeah. They, you know, they've diversified. Yeah. And they were like, you can work in the auction part. But But not the winery. Not the wine part. He's like, please, I just want to get back there to that winery (laughs) business. And they're like, not yet. First, he um, has to, you know, travel a bit because he has never left the country and would love to see the world. So hopefully he makes it past, like, week four so he can leave the country. Yeah, for his sake. Yeah. I mean, personally, I don't really care. How oh, I, he makes I, yeah, it. I don't care at all. It won't affect my life. Uh, Mike is 31 and a portfolio manager from San Antonio. Uh, I think that actually brings us up to, like, I think that's actually another finance guy I didn't yeah. include in my initial count. A bunch of finance. This man can wear a suit. You can tell. Uh, yeah, he is certainly wearing one. And he was in the Air Force. He enjoys trampoline parks, which I did not know about. But Sounds fun. I'd be into it. He's been to 30 countries. Um, and, I mean, I imagine the Air Force had something to do with that, too. Yes. But uh, 30 is a lot. So a lot, a lot of travel. Um, and he is a city boy who loves to get down and dirty and is a romantic at heart. Um He's afraid of going skydiving, Which, so he'll be going skydiving. And he really wants to learn Mandarin and get into parkour. He has a lot of interests. I like that. I like that. Um, next is Peter, 27. He has a sweet face. Yes. <laughs> he has the face of, like, your friend that you're always like, some nice girl is going to find you. Yeah, like, why exactly. Haven't, why aren't you with the perfect person? Yeah, yet? like, you're, you just are so sweetheart. <laughs> um, he is the second pilot, and he is from... California. His dad also a pilot. His mom was a flight attendant. And a lot of guys in the family business in this <laughs> particular crop. He enjoys snowboarding, watching football, and line dancing. 
Let's talk about his <laughs> life motto. Oh, yes. Let's. You should live this life always expecting something great is about to happen to you. Shouldn't a motto be punchier? Right. It's, <laughs> the grammar is a little hazy. It's very it's too long. It's too long. I appreciate that his attitude is very positive. It just, it, he needed an editor. Yeah. Everyone needs an editor, I like to say. Um, I don't relate to his motto. I think it's really good to be negative. Yeah, and you'll I be surprised prefer by to be incredibly pessimistic about most things. <laughs> Who could uh, ever guess that from ta- our yeah, tone? <laughs> tap into my anxiety disorder and then be pleasantly surprised when anything good occurs. But I'm curious to see how this works out for him. Maybe he'll convince me that it's a better life. Yeah, philosophy. I mean, his sweet face goes a long way. His grandma's name is Rose. This is the weakest fun fact I think I've ever seen. And we already had he likes sparklers. <laughs> Everyone's grandma has a name. Like, also, a lot of grandmas and great grandmas are named Rose. My great really my great grandmother was named Rose. My middle grandma apparently was named Rose. Great, great grandma. grandma. Well, a lot of all the Jews, our great grandmas, were named Rose. Uh, that's why my middle name is Rose. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, other Jewish women around my age that I've encountered have been named after their right. great grandmother Rose. It's not a super unusual name. It's not like being For like an old his lady, grandma's no. name is Petunia, and right. we give Petunias out on this show. How unusual! It's like the most common flower name. Um, he once took a girl on a sunset flight to Santa Barbara for dinner. Very bachelor move. Yeah, I hope they have a date where he has to fly. Whatever. Yeah little tiny plane probably yeah that'd be great uh they have two pilots who can right. do that what he, if they make one of the pilots fly the other pilot on a date with hannah like on that a two-on-one would, yeah that would be great that would be actually great if they had a competing uh <laughs> pilot two-on-one uh even though he is a man of the world peter still lives at home there's a handful of them who still live at home he's 27 i, I do mean, wonder if like you're traveling yeah. that much as a pilot maybe you don't spend that much time at home anyway sure i wouldn't i wouldn't know um, Ryan is 25 and a roller boy. What is that? I don't. You know what? I'm going to Google it right now. I'm worried for what it will bring up. Um, it's not really bringing up anything. I don't so. know what that means. <laughs> Maybe it means he like does like roller derby for men. Or. Well. Maybe he loves doing. I don't ecstasy. know, but what I do know is I that he's a roller. Ecstasy. It's about <laughs> I have he's never... semi-professionally takes ecstasy. <laughs> that it would probably be more of like a rolling boy mm. if it was about MDMA. Let's be honest; none of the explanations really make sense. <laughs> he is uh, from Philly. He loves spending time outdoors, hiking or rock climbing. And when he's not, he's passionately working as a data analyst. To improve healthcare for women. What does that mean? He's analyzing the data in a way that... Also, he's a roller boy that... And that means he's a data Maybe he's analyst? he's rolling through the data. Well, like, he's rolling with the homies. <laughs> he's ro- does he work, like, at a gynecologist's office? My guess is that he works on some sort of like research or a startup that is geared toward like understanding women's health needs better because they're yeah. understudied relative to men's health needs shockingly shocker um but I who's need to, to know, say i need to know more about 
this guy, though? Uh, he was his high school valedictorian. He is a skilled tightrope walker. He once walked a one-inch wire over a 300-foot canyon. That is actually a good fun fact. That is a terrifying fact. Um, his favorite food is ice cream, which the last couple of people I've dated have been, like, really not into ice cream. And as someone who loves ice cream, like, it's hard. You, you're right. You should probably <laughs> pick a partner based on that. And it's, it's I mean, it's tricky because sometimes people just, like, become lactose intolerant. And then you're like, that's the whole reason that we're together. Right. Exactly. And then you're like, like I've can I compromise? Can we go love get, story on ice cream. Can we go get coconut Luckily, ice cream there's together? great vegan ice cream on the market now. That's true. Uh, depends on where you live, probably. Some places well, are in, harder. Well, in Brooklyn. Yeah. You know. A lot of vegan ice cream. Um, He's afraid of birds. I really want him to put on a bird costume and tightrope walk onto the driveway. There better be some tightrope I have a vision for his entrance. Um, And I know it's too late, but I hope that they were really thinking that through. Uh, Scott is 28 and a software sales executive from Chicago. How many people sell software? Because there are always (laughs) like three software salespeople out of any given pool of contestants. And I mean, Nick worked at Salesforce, which is a massive company. Right. So probably a lot. A lot. It's like one of those jobs that like it's not a job like doctor or pilot that you think of. And yet so many people end up just doing it. I would also like to note that Scott has the hairstyle of every boy that I went to seventh grade with. Oh, yeah. There are some old pictures of Greg with this hairstyle. Yeah. It was a real classic in the late 90s. Yeah. Early 2000s. And you wear it with like a kind of oversized like polo shirt. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, for those, you know, obviously you can't see the photo we're staring at. Um, It's it's like the spiked. Yeah. Just like straight up. Yeah. It's just like it reaches the top of his head and just keeps going straight up. In a bunch of little little spikies. Yeah. Um, And... When he's not closing deals, he likes to day drink with his buds on rooftops. Wow. Same. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when I'm not day closing drinking deals. on a rooftop is fun. I mean, who dislikes day drinking right. on a rooftop? Monstrous people? I mean, it's just sort of like my hobby is doing this like extremely pleasurable thing. thing that and everyone. He lives in a city. Anyone who lives in a city <laughs> right. has like spent my some time brunch. having, yeah, having a drink on a rooftop. Um, and but he is a great catch. And you always know that when you have to say you're a great catch, it definitely means you are a great catch. Because I'm employed with a real job and have friends who are blessed to Jesus be around. Jesus Christ, the bar is so low for men. Along with all that, I come from a great family. He's like, I literally have a family. I have friends and I am employed. Honestly, That's all you I have to present see as a him, man. like typing on an MRA forum. Like <laughs> I'm a catch. All right. Why I'm are the hot women not fucking me? I have they... friends. <laughs> I have I have been on a rooftop. All they want are these hot guys that don't have real jobs like me, a software sales executive, which personally I'm not entirely <laughs> sure what that is. I have a real job and yet look at me. Twenty eight and single. He's like no I've been rocking this haircut since I was thirteen years old. <laughs> I know is, what, what works is for wrong? me and I stick with it. Uh he loves Chris Jenner. What? Okay. Great. Um, he is very skilled at schmoozing waitresses into giving him free food and drinks. Like this is that's not the behavior of a cat. Like he has a he's a software sales executive and he's trying to get free stuff out of waitresses. Like miss me with that. I don't know. <laughs> he also once ran in a circle around the mall food court 
acting like a flying chicken. And I know what you're wondering. You're like, why would someone do something like that? The answer is just for fun. Wow, Scott. I really can't imagine why you're not getting laid. <laughs> He's a fun guy. I love that they must have just been like, what's the craziest thing you've ever done? And he's like, oh, my God, once, just for fun. I pretended like a flying chicken to be a flying chicken in a food court. Just just a real catch. Oh, boy. Uh, Thomas, 27, is an international pro basketball player. Um, Which means that he was not quite good enough to play pro basketball yes, domestically. I think I think we all know what that means. Um <laughs> And he actually does not do that anymore. Just one of the many bios that are slightly misleading in that way. He is currently a national recruiter for big energy business. What does that mean? Literally no idea. It's not even like for a big energy business. Mm -mm. It's just for big energy business. He's out here being like, come work in big energy business. Yay. Big energy. Big business. energy. It's not green energy. It's, it's not just big coal energy. energy. Like, it's just big energy. I, I I'm getting a visual. <laughs> that almost sounds like a euphemism for like a party starter or something. <laughs> it's like I'm I'm a big energy businessman. I'm an entrepreneur in big energy. Um, but before that, he played basketball overseas, and uh, and guess what? He loves going to clubs. Yeah, and dancing too. EDM music. Dear Lord. No, thank you. Um, he loves his mother more than anyone in the world. Will that change when he meets Hannah? Dun, dun, dun. Be very as afraid, Mrs. Know, Thomas's mom. As we know, um, there can only be, if you are a heterosexual man, you can only have one woman in your life. Yeah. It's your mother, and then it's your wife. Well, but it's fitting because for women, you can only have well, exactly. One man I'm in your saying life. this is equality. Yeah, yeah. You all, as you know, you know, you had your father, but then you put Greg in his place. Yeah, and I never see my dad anymore. <laughs> speak to him, actually. Um, I had to make a very clean cut. Um, it's. I hope that Anna Hannah asks for permission from his mom if it comes to that. It would only be fair. Yeah, you know, I. It's a I would like thing. to maybe take your place in your son's life. <laughs> You cool with that? Um, <laughs> um, and his family has never met anyone he's dated, so that will be a jolt for them. Uh, his nickname in basketball was Mr. Fourth Quarter. I tried to Google him, and it was really tough because it turns out that there is a very famous basketball player whose nickname was Mr. Fourth Quarter. Um, <laughs> Who is named not this Isaiah guy. Thomas. <laughs> so it was a Thomas basketball player. Um but Isaiah Thomas kind of eats up a lot of the Google results for that. Um, and Tyler C. I'm excited to talk about Tyler C. Oh, uh, yeah. His name is Tyler Cameron. He played quarterback uh, in high school and college, but then ended up finishing his college career as a tight end. And he was drafted by the Baltimore Ravens for a possible, like, fullback position. So he was, like, the high school quarterback who had to kind of move around to a less high-demand position. Um, but then he was injured before uh, he could really set his football career in motion. Um, Tyler really, really looks like a high school quarterback. Yeah. Like he never like he really like he does. peaked at that point in his life and was like, I'm holding on to that glory. But he has like his chiseled. He has jaw, the exact slightly look. like I have seen cleft chin. I have seen so many. Met like actors cast 
to embody the high school quarterback, who embody that ideal less than he does. Yeah. Like the specific type of handsomeness, that kind of like arrogant smile, smirk. Smirk. Uh, It's just The way his hair falls. Yeah. It's just, he's like out of a central casting. Yeah. It's it's astonishing. Um, He has his MBA from Florida Atlantic University. Um, and he is now a general contractor. Whoever wrote these bios really likes the phrase kills it because they're separate. Yeah. They're like, when he's not killing it as a general yeah. contractor. <laughs> when he's not killing it as X, he's passionately working on Y. Um, he also spends time with his family, as you do, scuba dives, and he has a rescue dog named Harley. He's only been in one serious relationship, but when he meets the right one, love will smack him right in the face, like a football. <laughs> um, and he really wants to go skydiving, which means that he certainly will not be going yeah, skydiving. bad move, buddy. He loves to dance so much that he embarrasses his friends. Um, I feel like Tyler is going to be Hannah's type. Yeah, I could see it. Um, I, again, like John Paul Jones, find his handsomeness terrifying. Uh, John Paul Jones more so, but yes, this is a different brand of that. They both Terrifying like are handsome to, to me in a way that signals that they are like very aware of their power. And John Paul like, Jones, I don't know how much power he has, but th- this guy, this guy is more. John handsome. Paul Jones has the kind of power that you get being like a wealthy prep school boy, <laughs> yeah, which is very important. That's true. Or he doesn't, and he just is very good at projecting it. Um, and that brings us to our last guy. Wow, Tyler G. 28, a psychology graduate student. His bio is all over the place. He is very weird. At first I was like, oh, sounds cool. Like he hates clubs. He loves reading. He's laid back. Soul cycle. He's a strict keto diet <laughs> and a side that business and dream therapy. That does analysis. not seem laid back. <laughs> like he goes with the flow but must adhere to a strict keto diet. That doesn't, yeah. that doesn't track. Um, he is also a modern romantic who's looking for his equal match, I mean, someone confident. I, I like equality. Yeah. And he's going to be a clinical psychologist. Uh, that's his goal. So, honestly, out of all of these guys, Tyler seems like one of the closest to being someone that I would ever meet on a dating app in real life. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a group of guys that, like, is is compatible with my... No. My dating profile. Um, but was there anyone that that stuck out to you as a possible match for Hannah? I think Peter could could get in there. Like really? I don't know that he'll win, but I think he has like a sweetness to him. I could see her being into um in into the pilot thing. To me, he seems like first one on one date potential. No, I think he'll do well but not win. Like, I don't think he's going to win, but right. I think— No, I'm just specifically yeah. saying oh, he I seems agree. like a first one-on-one one day guy. I agree, 100%, which, which usually means that they'll make it to final six. Yeah. Like, he's sort of seems sort of, like, sweet, really threatening, sweet. Yeah. Uh, romantic, but, like, also kind of handsome. I pilot. also think the, both of the Lukes are going to be major players. Okay. Um, Because we did see that Luke P is going to be a big villain— uh, and it seems like he makes it pretty far per the promos. And then the fact that they made Luke S. sound more important than he actually is 
makes me think that they want us to be impressed by him in some capacity. Yeah, I'm interested. I don't know how much he's going to be Hannah's Hannah's type. type. But I could see him being a foil to other Luke. That's true. Um, Yeah, I do think that Tyler C. could do really well. Uh, He reminds me a little bit of Jordan Rogers coming in with that very, like, confident, like, former very successful athlete energy, like, classic good looks. And Hannah, like JoJo, is like a Southern girl who loves sports and, like, athletes. I think of the younger guys, Connor S., could. Yeah, Connor could do well. He's just he's very cute. And that matters. He's yeah. very cute. Um I'm sure that age appropriate. Yeah. I mean there's nothing wrong like if you just meet some I think that we're so used to almost seeing like a 24-year-old woman on the show dating like a 30-year-old, but most people date other people who are the exact same age yeah. as them. That's the most common thing. So it would make a lot of sense for her to to be interested in the 24-year-olds. Um, yeah, I think that they did come up with a group that looks very tailored to Hannah. Like in the past, we've sometimes seen groups that were looked almost like they had been originally designed for someone else or like they hadn't quite made up their mind what they were doing yet. And with this group of guys, it looks like they were mostly just handpicked for Hannah. Um, so that, that could up her chances of finding the perfect guy. You know, I hope, I hope for the best for her and for us. I hope that these guys are entertaining. I'm a little nervous that they're just going to be threatening to beat each other up the whole time. And that gets old real, real quick. It is a slightly younger group. And that often does lead us into an area, uh, like an area of a little bit more impulsive behavior, um, a little bit more confrontation, which can be interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I do kind of also hate it, I have to admit, when the guys are all, like, so mature that it almost seems it's like a they delicate don't balance. care. It's a delicate balance. You need them to be – to lose their minds a little bit, but not so much that all we yeah. see is, like, you know, the the Alex and Chad situation of just – I was, like, one of these – they're just, just like too much. jockeying to be the most alpha male and it's – horrifying yeah i'd rather not see any like actual violence right um i'm hoping to see jed lead some group sing-alongs featuring hannah's name we could use another right reasons but not a rap yeah like from does season yeah i Um, i you know what i'm kind of i'm excited i'm excited to see how this plays out yeah and i'm grateful to abc that they added back in some more fun facts which makes going through their bio so much more interesting. Um, I may disagree sometimes on what constitutes a fun fact, but as a general practice, I salute it. And it's really getting me in the mood for Monday night. I hope that you're all in the mood for Monday night as well. Because we will be going strong from Hannah's premiere night through Bachelor in Paradise. Yes. So... It's going to be a wild summer. We're really doing some deep breathing, getting (laughs) ourselves prepared. We can't wait to talk to you again on Tuesday after the premiere. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a moment of Hannah B's season recaps. And remember to give us a five-star rating and review to help other people find our show. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. 
And you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back on Tuesday to recap the premiere episode of season 15 of The Bachelorette. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash love to see it. You're probably already familiar with Vogue, you know, the publication that has given audiences an exclusive inside look at fashion and cultural moments for more than 100 years. You can expect no less from Vogue's podcast, The Run-Through with Vogue. Meet the influential people behind the scenes of fashion's greatest moments, from designers and creative directors to Vogue editors and the woman behind the infamous Vogue closet. Get inspired while listening to the creative processes of people like author Zadie Smith, fashion designer Tori Birch, and uh, recent star of the Super Bowl, Usher. Go beyond the pages of Vogue with The Run-Through, available wherever you get your podcasts.